0: Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Ollie speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune into my podcast episodes. Welcome back, everybody. As always, it's good to have you here. As part of this journey with me, it means the absolute world to me. I can go on and on about that. Um, but I won't. I will spare you that speech, at least for today. Um, so I want to dive right into our topic today, okay? Um, I want to discuss the different attachment styles. Now, why is this important, right? Well, an attachment style is basically developed as a result, a direct result of your interactions with your caregivers early on in your journey. So, growing up, the first five, ten years of your life, your attachment style was established and granted um, it can you know change or improve if you know you find that it's detrimental to you um, with a lot of therapy and in particular with a therapist that focuses on attachment based work but that is what an attachment style is how you related to, your caregiver and how they related to you, what your connection was like, that is what resulted in your unique attachment style. Now, here are the different ones. I've heard there's more, actually. I was talking to my best friend, shout out to her. She's also a therapist and she mentioned something about um, an ambivalent attachment style and... She said something about another one that I wasn't familiar with. So I got to do my research on those. I'm going to talk about the ones that I'm totally familiar with, which is four. Okay. So there is secure attachment. There is dismissive avoidant. There is fearful avoidant. And there is anxious attachment. So... Let's dive right in and start with secure attachment. A secure attachment basically means exactly what it says. It's secure. You are secure in the relationship that you're in. The person doesn't have to be around you um, for you to feel validated by them. You feel validated by them whether they're present or not. Okay, You feel supported by them, whether they're actively supporting you or not. You feel safe in the relationship. You feel like you can be your authentic self. So just to add a little more meat to this explanation, our attachment styles later translate to the way we relate to the world, to the way we relate to other people, to the way that we connect to others, okay? So it could be a romantic relationship, a friendship, a loved one, whatever it is, okay? so a secure attachment is basically where you feel safe within the relationship you feel like you can be yourself that person can be themselves and it feels like a healthy wholesome relationship where there is no resentment no anxiety no um fearfulness no underlying you know pent-up issues it just feels safe it flows um You can feel like, again, you can talk to the person, they can talk to you, um, and you don't feel like you need to be in constant communication or contact with them. You don't shy away from them in the event of conflict. The conflicts can typically be resolved in ways that are constructive and meaningful. So that is a secure attachment. I hate to break it to you, but most of us do not have a secure attachment. I mean, it takes a very special kind of person to have a secure attachment. And typically, those are people that have been in a lot of therapy or they were just blessed with amazing caregivers. Um, It happens from time to time. But typically, it's people that have been in a lot of therapy and have really worked on themselves to develop a really strong, secure attachment. I swear I need to lower my mom's TV. She's sleeping right now, and her TV is mad loud. So, my apologies, as usual. My bed is making a ton of noise. Okay. (sighs) So, that's secure attachment. And, uh, spoiler alert, I do not have a secure attachment. So, hope you appreciated that little uh, tidbit of information. Anyway... (laughs) Well, it really depends, actually. That's another thing. Another, I guess, side note. You can have a secure attachment in some relationships, and in other relationships, you can have an anxious attachment or an anxious um, avoidant or fearful avoidant attachment. It just depends on the nature of the relationship that you have with the person, what it feels like. But typically, quite um, frequently, We tend to adhere to one attachment style that we take with us into all of our relationships. And I allow me to introduce you to my attachment style, anxious attachment. My name is Olivia and I'm anxiously attached. I will worry about you. I will overthink everything. If you respond to my text messages with like one less word than you usually do, it's a wrap. You're mad at me. I did something wrong. And then I'll ask you, what's wrong? Are you okay? Is everything okay? If you tell me you need to talk to me about something, it's a wrap. I did something wrong. You got to talk to me about something I did. That is anxious attachment. Those are just some examples of an anxious attachment style. Um... When you are anxiously attached, your mood is severely affected by the people around you. Severely. If someone's in a bad mood, you'll soak that up. I mean, and if someone's in a good mood, obviously, you'll soak that up too, which is wonderful. But if someone's moody, irritable, etc., you'll take that on. And then you'll make it your mission to cheer that person up. And when it doesn't work, because nine times out of ten, it just doesn't work because the person's in their feelings for whatever reason, you feel responsible and you feel like you failed. So a person with an anxious attachment holds on for dear life. They can be very clingy. They they will not really respect your boundaries and they think they're doing it to help you because they want to be So involved in everything that's going on with you and so helpful and so nurturing that it almost feels overwhelming at times. Um, So that is someone that is anxiously attached and that is me. And uh, I'm working on it. I am an anxiously attached person with a lot of insight and awareness. So I know how to reel it in in a lot of my relationships. Um, But... In many of my relationships, my most healthy, grounded relationships, I'm not anxiously attached. I have a very secure attachment. I mean, as secure as it can get get for someone like me with severe CPTSD. Um, so, yeah. That's why I am always emphasizing the importance of having really corrective experiences. Having really, really corrective experiences with people so that you can change the dynamic of what, you know, your typical relationship looks like and turn an unhealthy relationship into a healthy one with somebody else. And I'm not just referring to a lover at this point. I'm saying friendship, loved one, whoever it is. I mean, that's what a corrective experience is. A corrective experience is when you go through a variety of traumatic episodes within different types of relationships and you meet someone and you establish a strong rapport and a strong connection and you're able to have a really meaningful um bond with that person that is a corrective experience where you're able to coexist with that person in a safe secure way versus you know a tumultuous way or a chaotic way. Or a way that creates anxiety. Fearful avoidant is pretty much all of those anxious aspects that I just referenced. But then it alternates with the avoidant part. So it goes from being incredibly anxious and holding on for dear life and being super, like, neurotic to pulling away completely. Completely pulling away, shutting down, and creating a barrier between you and the other person. Where the other person's almost like, wow, is something wrong? Like, did I do something? Because now this person's acting weird and distant. That is fearful avoidant. It's the duality. Where anxious attachment is just anxious all the time. Fearful avoidant has that anxious and avoidant part to it. So what happens with fearful avoidant, they'll be anxious, anxious, anxious. And then if they feel any, any hint of rejection, any hint of it, they go to the avoidant part. And then when they're in the avoidant part... Typically, whomever it is that, you know, is in the relationship with them, whatever the nature of the relationship is, once they start to show interest again, then they go back to being anxious. Whereas a person with an anxious attachment style, if they sense that, you know, there's any kind of rejection, they're just going to grab on harder. They're going to grab on even harder. They're going to be like, but wait, what did I do wrong? Can I fix it? How can I fix it? Here, give me a list of ways that I can fix it. I can make this better. But that's not the fearful avoidant. The fearful avoidant is going to be like, oh, okay, I'm being rejected. I'm pulling back. And then once they do that, and the other person is like, wait, let me pull them back in. Then, you know, that's how that goes. Um... Last but certainly not least, dismissive avoidant, which is basically taking just the avoidant part of my fearful avoidant explanation. There is no anxiety here because they do not allow themselves to become that vulnerable with anybody, typically. Um, They are this is probably one of the most challenging um, attachment styles to deal with just because you kind of feel like you don't really know what they're thinking. And it can seem like they don't care because they come off so disconnected and so detached, but they really do care. But these are people that at some point were vulnerable early in their journey. And they received a response that was so um, heartbreaking or ne- neglectful or rejecting that they opted not to be vulnerable anymore. So remember, we're humans, right? We all respond differently to different situations in life. And so we got the people, We let's say, okay, we got the scenario where We got a seven-year-old child that is being rejected and neglected in some way, emotionally, by a caregiver. So there's going to be four ways that this can, um, well, three ways, because there's no way a secure attachment would develop as a result of that. And unless, again, you go to a lot of therapy. But anyway, I'm being long winded right now. Bear with me because I'm gathering my thoughts. It's 3 a.m. So there's three things that are going to happen to seven year old child if you're being rejected or emotionally neglected by a caregiver. One, you're going to feel responsible for gaining their approval and you're going to do everything in your power to gain their approval no matter what. That is the anxious attachment. Number two, you're going to do everything that you can to gain their approval. And when you sense that they're still rejecting you, you're going to pull back. You're going to pull back and you're going to shut down. That is fearful avoidant. Dismissive avoidant is going to be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm being vulnerable and I'm being rejected. I'm completely dissociating now and that's and that's a wrap. They will dissociate, they will shut down, they will not be vulnerable with you at all. Anxious attachment has no issue with vulnerability. Dismissive avoidant has every issue with it. And fearful avoidant is somewhere in between the two. So, a person with dismissive avoidant attachment style was vulnerable it didn't go well, and they decided that they were going to lock their feelings away so that their feelings could, go- could no longer hurt them. That was their interpretation of the events, where the anxious attached person is like, okay, all right, so this person's not happy with me? Cool, then I need to try harder. Dismissive avoidant is like, okay, this person's not happy with me? Cool, it's a wrap. I need to ride out. I need to stop trying. And so, again, all of this is contingent on how we were able to relate to our caregivers. Very important. I am in a relationship with, am I in a relationship with a dismissive avoidant? I have to think now about Fernando. Is he dismissive avoidant or fearful avoidant? I want to say fearful avoidant but he can go he can go straight into just full-blown dismissive avoidant it can vary it can vary you know um not everything is black and white but again typically everyone kind of has their go-to I'm definitely anxious super anxious like approval seeking people pleasing want everyone to be happy with me all the time if somebody isn't I don't know how to act I don't know how to act when people don't like me I don't know how to act when people are not happy with something I'm doing whereas Fernando is like cool people aren't happy with something I'm doing sweet like he like thrives on it but then he'll he'll thrive on it for a little bit and then another part of him will then start to feel really bad so it's like Yeah, I think he's like fearful avoidant for sure. Anyway, I hope that this was informative and that you were able to learn a little bit about yourself. What is your attachment style? And what are some ways that we can get to a secure attachment style? Easy. Very firm boundaries. Very firm. And being very authentic about what your needs are. Communicating. Expressing yourself, creating safe connections with people, emotionally safe. But I can go into more depth about that in a future episode. But for right now, I want you to think about it. What's your attachment style? And how do you feel like it plays into your relationships with your loved ones? Until next time, everybody, be safe out there. And be careful and hold on tight to your loved ones. Love you all.